Happy Julio Rodriguez Day! Julio has made the ball club as the Mariners piece together their 28-man roster ahead of opening day, which is just a few days away. We're going to be making some predictions on today's show from hitter of the year to starter of the year, rookie of the year. I think we know who that might be. And more here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, April 4th, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners, brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co host, Colby Patnode. Where is he? There he is, right over there right over there be sure to follow the show on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's cpat11 be sure to also check out our patreon where we talk about the mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information if you want more of us, we got a show coming out for our tier twos and threes later on today. So be sure to check that out if you're subscribed or you want to subscribe. And if this is your first time joining us here on Lockdown Mariners, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, it's a subscribe button. It's below us. It's right there, right below us. Also, turn on the notification bell and uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Like I said, it doesn't matter as long as they watch the show. We greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, it's uh, it's a prediction show today. We do this every year, usually on our Patreon show, but now we're bringing it here to Lockdown Mariners. It's our first uh, prediction show. It's our first opening day here on Lockdown Mariners for us. So, what do you want to start with? We got hitter of the year. We got starting pitcher of the year. We got reliever of the year. Uh, surprise player of the year. We're gonna do the record. I think we'll save that for last record for the team. But uh, any preference on what we start with here, or do you just want to hop into? Uh, I guess in order how I listed them to you, hitter of the year. You want to start with that? Uh, sure. But uh, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to speak sooner than five minutes into the episode. Only two and a half minutes this time around. So yeah. that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's about as fast as we can go. So uh, yeah, we'll just, you know, go with your perfect little list order because apparently that's, you know, the only way we can go about this. I mean, you know, it, it has been decided, right? I, you know, I rule all here in this. This is my dominion, you know, uh, this is my domain. Right. And uh, yeah, the, <laughs> And sure. this is how we're going to uh, to make things uh, work here. So let's start with hitter of the year. Uh, a lot of good options here. They added Jesse Winker. Obviously, Julio might be an enticing uh, option here. Uh, Ty France, Mitch Hanniger. Who do we think is going to be the best hitter, maybe most valuable hitter, and maybe most valuable player on the Mariners in general by F4, whatever standard you want to use, whatever you want. Who are you picking here for uh, the Mariners hitter of the year? And uh, give me some predictions. Give me uh, like slash line and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Jesse Winker. Um, I know he's had a, a bad uh, spring. Uh, am I concerned that he's one for 26? No. Um, will it be the last time Jesse Winker is one for 26 in any particular stretch? No, probably not. Uh, so why am I concerned just because it's happening now? doesn't really make sense. So. Uh, you just look at Winker's track record. It's it's insane, and it's, it's very consistent. 
Um, so I, I think, you know, expecting him to hit around 290 to 300, uh, posting on base percentage of 380 or higher and slug right around 500 is, uh, is totally fair. And, and honestly, it's what he's always done. So it, it, it's, it just, it's hard for me to envision anybody's going to top, uh, that, that slash line, mm-hmm. um, and therefore that WRC plus. Um, so yeah, just best pure hitter. It's, it's going to be Winker, uh, the powers there. I could easily see him getting over 30 home runs this year. Um, he'll have the DH to help, uh, kind of keep him healthy as well. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, to me, it's, it's Winker and there's a pretty sizable gap between him and the number two, as much as I like Ty France, France just doesn't really have the, the power, uh, that Winker does. At least he hasn't shown it yet. Um, so I really think it feels like it's a two horse race unless you really want to, you know, you want to include Adam Frazier, I guess you could do that. Um, mm-hmm. but again, lack of power, uh, kind of pulls him down. So it's, it's really probably France or Winker, unless you want to go way off the board and just take Julio and, and just, you know, predict that he's going to be basically a, a borderline, you know, MVP candidate as a rookie. I, I suppose you can do that, but, uh, I, I think it's Winker. Um, and then honestly, it's, I don't, I don't know. It, it feels like a pretty sizable gap between Winker and then France and then maybe Frazier and Frazier, Torrens, Hanniger, like in some order there, uh, Toro mm-hmm. probably towards the, the back half of the top, probably like six or seven for Toro. So yeah, but I'm going to take Winker, um, feel pretty good about it. All right. Well, I, obviously that's kind of the go-to pick there. I would pick Winker as well, but just so we can talk about another name here, I'm going to talk about Ty France. This is a, this is a guy that I, I picked as one of my guys for flag week last week on, on Friday. And as I mentioned on Friday, I think we've only seen the beginning for Ty France. I think he could legit hit over 300 this season. I think he could tap into more power. Um, obviously we got the pie France thing that we're, we're rooting for, of course, you know, memes, of course, that's, that's our brand, particularly my brand. So I think it's a good thing that I'm going with, uh, with Ty France here or pie France. Um, yeah, you know, you just look at that hit tool, you look at his approach and, and everything. It's just, he's, he's really, really smooth with it. It's just that, look, the thing that we kind of forget with, with France is that it's only been at the major league level for a year and a half, two years. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. it's not been that long of a time. It kind of feels like he's been around much longer than he, than he has been. And um, yeah. And in general, just like th- talking about the actual amount of games that he's accrued right now, up to this point, it's really only been about a year and a half, two years worth of games. So um, I think there's a, there's still a lot of room for France to grow this season. I think he's going to start to morph into the player that he's going to be in his, in his prime. I think he's, he's right now starting to enter that prime. And I think we're finally going to see what the uh, the final product, more or less, of of Ty France is. And uh, I think that's a that's a uh, a hitter that's going to post an average north of 300, get on base, you know, pretty consistently, and and hit for 20 plus home runs, hit for you know pretty high slugging percentage. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about what Ty France can do, and I think this year uh, we could be looking up. You know, I said this on Friday. I think we could be looking up in July, and he's an All Star. He's one of the Mariners All-Star representatives this year. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the uh, starting pitcher. Got a lot of fun options here. Obviously, they added this uh, this guy, you know, during the off season. You know, who who knows who who he is? You know, he's, his name is Robbie Ray. Yeah, he he may or may not have won this uh, little award called the Cy Young. 
last year for the Toronto Blue Jays. He comes over on a three-year, well, it's technically a five-year, but it might be a three-year deal. We going with Robbie or we going Logan Gilbert? I know you love Gilbert. Uh, I love Matt Brash as well, so I'm a little tempted here, but <laughs> I'm probably not going to be, uh, I'm probably not going to go that off the board with my pick. But uh, you going Robbie Ray or who? Uh, it's interesting because I know you want to go Logan Gilbert. I know you well enough to know that. So I'm going to go Logan Gilbert just to take him okay. from you. Um, and say that, uh, I think Gilbert's going to have a nice breakout year minus the times he pitches against Kansas city, I suppose. Um, mm. but no, it, it's Gilbert. Again, we talked about how good he was last year with one pitch. We've seen enough, or at least I've seen enough from his slider. Um, and his changeup uh, this spring to suggest that he's going to have, you know, at least an average secondary pitch most times he goes out there, um, and maybe even two, and maybe they're both above average. Um, you know, you're asking me like who's most likely to throw no hitter this year? Probably Logan Gilbert, um, which is you know saying something considering Robbie Ray is on the roster. So uh, I feel like it's going to be Gilbert by WAR. I think if you just look at like traditional numbers, strikeouts. Uh, innings pitch, things like that. It's mm. probably Robbie Ray. Um, you know, Gilbert's a very durable guy, um, but he is still a young pitcher. So they might try and, you know, maybe not, they're not going to let him go 200, right? Um, at least in theory, they shouldn't. Um, so I just kind of feel like the counting stats are all going to favor Ray. But I, I think, you know, start for start, uh, we'll look at the end of the year and we'll say Logan Gilbert was a little bit better than Robbie Ray uh, over the course of the entire year. Um, on a first start basis. So I'm going to go with uh, Logan Gilbert here, and uh, you can take Robbie Ray. Haha, you've been fooled. I wanted Ray all along. Haha. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you did. I actually did, quite frankly. I did. I did. No, I did. I did. No, you did. People I know you too well. They, uh, the, the listener at home, they, they, they know the truth. They know the truth. Real ones know. They do. Uh, they know that I'm telling the truth. Do they, though? Do they, yeah. though? Yeah, so I am going Robbie Ray. Uh, coming off of his Cy Young award-winning season, he uh, I don't have necessarily expectations that he's going to repeat that kind of year, but I do think that he, he could still, you know, the, the changes that he made to his mechanics last season, I think they're repeatable. I think that can carry over quite easily. I don't think he's going to struggle with walks like he did back in his Arizona days, back in his first year with Toronto. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's still going to be a, a, a sub three walk guy, maybe go slightly over, you know, three walks per nine. Uh, but I think he's going to hover around that, that mark. Uh, he's still going to be, you know, one of the top strikeout getters, as long as he's healthy for the whole season, he's still going to be one of the top strikeout getters. That, that, that's that been something that's been pretty consistent in his career anyway, even before all the mechanical changes. So um, I don't see any, any sort of signs of regression on that front. Um, he's just a guy that, that, you know, the Mariners just really haven't had for a while. You know, pitching has gone in a different direction over the last few years, particularly in major league baseball strikeouts are the name of the game and they haven't really had a huge strikeout getter in in quite some time. And, and that's Robbie Ray. And so, you know, that's going to lead to F war. That's going to lead to, you know, all the sexy numbers that everyone loves nowadays for pitchers and, uh, He's going to be on Pitching Ninja a lot, and uh, that's that's a lot of fun. So um, 
yeah, hopefully he actually gets a, an all-star, uh, <laughs> uh, an all-star vote or two here. Um, unlike last year where he, uh, he won the Cy Young, but didn't make the all-star team. So, uh, maybe, maybe that changes this year. Uh, and you know, Hey, maybe he does play into the Cy Young conversation again. Um, I don't expect him to win it. Uh, there's a lot of good pitchers, particularly in the American league. Um, uh, but I, I think he has a good shot to, uh, to finish, you know, top 10. And I think Logan Gilbert's probably going to be there with him as well. Um, and, uh, you know, don't forget Marco Gonzalez either, you know, not in terms of Cy Young conversation, but like, this is a guy that's been top 30 in F4 among starting pitchers in major league baseball for multiple seasons. I, I know last year was a bit of a down year, but Marco's a, a good pitcher when he's on. So I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if we get to our, towards the end of the year and we look back on the season and we're like, you know, Marco was actually like, he was the second best pitcher in the staff. Maybe he was even the first, you know, the, the top pitcher in the staff. Um, cause he can be that good when he's on top of his game. It's just usually there's, there's one month out of the season that usually drags him down a bit, but, um, yeah, he's been a pretty consistent producer outside of last season. So we're going to be talking about reliever of the year and we're going to be doing rookie of the year in our next segment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of lockdown Mariners is brought to you by bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest sports developments including this week's masters championships odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. So, Colby, let's get into the bullpen. This was one of the best bullpens in baseball last season, and they pretty much kept... Everyone intact here. They lost Casey Sadler to a season-ending shoulder injury. Ken Giles coming off of Tommy John surgery. He's not going to be ready. He's got a finger issue. He's going to be out for at least a month to start the year. But this is still a really good bullpen. A lot of good names in here. Bullpens are ultimately volatile. Volatile. We preview the bullpen on our first ever episode of Lockdown Mariners on YouTube last Tuesday. And we talked a lot about that. And we talked a lot about these guys, but uh, who are you going to land on as the uh, the leader of this unit? Mm. Well, obviously Sergio Romo. Um, <laughs> After that interview that he had, where he almost died, <laughs> by the way, on uh, what was it, Friday night, Saturday? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a good dude. He seems like a good guy. There's going to be random Sergio Romo jerseys at uh, yes. T-Mobile this year. Yes. Um, Three hundred, probably plus. like. And probably like five years down the line, there's going to be like, you know, just some random picture on Twitter of some guy wearing a Romo jersey in like 2027. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Um, I'm going to go Paul Seawald, though. Okay. Um, yeah, he appears to have taken a pretty active leadership role. Um, mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, obviously he was he was very good uh, last year. Um, but uh, it's... You know, Seawald is, I, I expect some regression, and we did see that a little bit in September. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing that is is worth noting about that is that we need to remember, Seawald didn't start his season until May. Um, he didn't 
have a regular April because uh, AAA didn't start until May 7th, I believe it was last year. Um, so and Seawall didn't make the major league team uh, out of spring training. So uh, basically he pitched an entire year. He appeared in 60 some odd games um, through regular reliever workload, but he did all of that with one less month of, uh, you know, of time basically. So, Essentially, what happened is, is that Seawald's six-month season got crammed into five months, and he just looked tired towards the end of the season. So hopefully the bullpen's a little bit deeper this year. Um, there's a little bit more of a a, tr- uh, a trust in some of the other guys. Adding Diego Castillo is huge for that. Healthy Andres Munoz is, is huge for that. Um, so I, I think you know Seawald probably is still going to appear in 65, 66 games, something like that. Um, but I think you're going to see him, you know, that's going to be over six months as opposed to five, which I, I, I still think that last year the regression was mostly about fatigue uh, more so than uh, anything else because it wasn't so much the stuff got worse at the end of the year. It's just the command was just yeah wasn't there. They and were using him a lot. Yeah, especially in the last couple of weeks. So it's just yeah. one of those things. I think the fatigue got him. Um, I think he's going to be a, you know, probably the, the most reliable a guy out of the bullpen this year. I, I don't know if he's going to lead the league and say, or lead the team in saves who really cares about that. Uh, but I do think he is like their number one high leverage option right now. Could be Diego Castillo. I could absolutely see that, but I think right now it's Seawald. And I, I, I think Seawald's going to have a really solid, you know, one, maybe one and a half win season, which for a reliever is a lot. So, right. Right. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm still going Seawald. I'm going to go Castillo here last year when they traded for him. Uh, when he came over, you know, he had a little bit of a shoulder issue. He still had some pretty nasty innings out of the out of the Mariners pen, but he you could tell that there was a little something off sometimes. Now he's fully healthy. He's here for uh, for a full season in Seattle. This is really the reason why they they added him was for for this year as well. You know, they they needed the help last year after trading Graveman, after trading Chargois, but um, well, I mean, they traded Chargois in the deal for him, but. You know, um, they they the the importance was having him beyond last season, and now this is kind of where you see that trade um, be fully realized here. And we're talking about when he's healthy, one of the best relievers in all of baseball. You know, tons of strikeouts. Gonna you know, he he's he's not going to give up a ton of runs. He's not going to walk a ton of guys. This is just one of the, you know, one of the nastiest relievers in, uh, in the game. And, um, you know, I, I know like Seawald had the great year. He was just dominant at times out of the pen last year, you know, did have uh, a little bit of regression like you talked about, but there's, you know, obviously some reasons for that that we can point to, but just based on track record here, I feel a lot more confident putting my money on Castillo than Seawald and even someone like Second Rider. Um, that's mostly the reason, you know, but again, you know, bullpens, relievers, they're so volatile. You just, you just don't, you just don't really know. But Castillo just going off of what he's been able to do in his career. It's been four seasons now for him. He's, uh, he's pretty electric. And uh, if he can stay healthy all year long, I, I think he's going to be a, a boon out of that bullpen. So let's get into the rookie of the year. I think this is going to be a pretty easy conversation for us. The guy, the man of the hour today, Julio Rodriguez, who was officially promoted to the big league club this morning, Scott service, giving him the news. 
Um, I don't know if you saw his uh, or listened to his interview with Mike Salk today, um, but it was uh, pretty cool. Good to hear him uh, excited and uh, feeling hyped to uh, to make it this far. He had a great spring. Um, but Matt Brash is also on this roster. Um, is Cal Raleigh still a prospect? I can't remember now. I'm no. doubting myself all of a sudden. Did he graduate? I think he, I think he just cleared. Okay. All right. So it's mostly Brash and, uh, and Julio. I mean, you could throw George Kirby into this mix as well, but we don't know when exactly we're going to see him. And there isn't an incredibly clear path for him to start right now. Obviously injuries are probably going to happen and you know, some, someone's going to regress or something's going to happen. Um, that's just how rotations are. But I think the answer here is pretty simple, right? Uh, yeah. Matt Brash. Yeah. I mean, sliders for days, sir, sir, Matt Brash. Yes. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, it's pretty obvious, uh, the, which way I was going for this. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably Julio. Uh, I, I'll put Mm -hmm. it like this. I, I answered, I, we did our AMA like we do every Sunday, uh, at control the zone on Twitter, uh, which is the, you know, obviously our Twitter handle for our Patreon podcast. So check it out. Um, but we, we had a question like, um, it was basically like, is Julio definitely going to win rookie of the year or does Brash have a shot? That's essentially what the question was. Um, I, I put it like this. I, if you gave me a hundred dollars, I would put it on Brash. If I have to spend my own hundred dollars, I would put it on Julio. Julio is more likely mm-hmm. to win uh, rookie of the year. Um, mm-hmm. So I want, I want to improve my, you know, I want to improve my odds of winning that investment. But if I'm just playing the lottery here, Brash is it has a, has a chance outside chance. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's it's you know a great chance, but he does have that chance, and his odds are so much lower. I think Julio right now is going off at plus five forty. We could check on Bet Online, uh, see what those odds say. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's plus five forty, and I'm I don't know if Brash is even like on the board. So you might get really good value on Brash. So uh, from a gambling standpoint. I might take brash, but from a, just what we're doing here, it's very hard for me to envision that not being Julio Rodriguez. Um, you never know. We would have said the same thing last year about, uh, about Kelnick and mm-hmm. it was most definitely not Kelnick. It was, it was probably Gilbert. So, um, who knows, but uh, yeah, Julio is the heavy favorite and, and I would be pretty shocked if, if he didn't end up, uh, winning, uh, the rookie of the year for the Mariners. Um, right. Whether or not he wins it for major league baseball, he's got a shot, but obviously Bobby Witt jr. Uh, is, is kind of the favorite right now. So we'll see. And yeah. Yeah. There's also Spencer Torkelson. There's a lot of guys that are going to be coming up that are not just coming up right now, but throughout the year as well, that, yeah. that are going to be in that mix for the AL rookie of the year. Uh, I like Julio's odds though. He, uh, he looks very good to start things out. I'm getting more and more and more excited about him the more that i i see him i mean it's hard not to it's kind of infectious just the uh just the electricity that he brings to this ball club the electricity that he brings to the field it's just um you know it's something that you just you don't really see a lot he's he's different he's he's quite different and um it's so fun it's so fun today has been an absolute joy it's silly that we had to wait for 4-4 to you know get number 44 on the opening day roster because let don't let the Mariners fool you. That is exactly what they were doing. 
They could have they could have made this announcement four or five days ago. They already knew what they were doing. They already knew that he was making the ball club weeks ago. Um, but of course they had to they had to wait to today to do that. Just a day before Tacoma is actually playing games. Um, so the the whole process is uh, silly. But um, but yeah, it's a it's it's awesome that that Julio was able to make it and um, really excited to see what he does at the uh, at the big league level. He's my pick as well here, uh, though I do love. Matt Brash. I think Brash is going to be ridiculous this year. He was my first pick in our flag week last week. He is one of the nastiest pitchers I've seen come up for the Mariners, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching him pitch this year. That slider is nuts. is disgusting. (laughs) So, uh, all right, we got surprise player of the year. Maybe like someone that comes out of the woodwork that we don't know uh, or that we're not really expecting to do, do well actually ends up doing well this year and we're going to predict the Mariners record as well pretty important I think but uh, real Mm. quick (laughs) but real quick a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions but not this year because I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Now compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing tasty flavors that Built Bar has to offer including Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they will make it, and it will be delicious and good for you, most importantly. And at Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy later. And um, I, I really don't know how, but they pull it off every time. It's pretty great. So go to built.com, try one for yourself, or try a bunch for yourself. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. That's a pretty sweet deal. Get it? Sweet? Uh-huh. Built Bar? Uh-huh. Tastes good? Chocolate? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Colby? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, again, that's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right, so... We uh, we're gonna do surprise player of the year. Who do you think is just gonna come out of nowhere and uh, be good for this Mariners team? Because there's always someone, especially on the last couple of Mariners teams. There's been guys that have just come out of completely nowhere. Austin Nola, Paul Seawall, all these guys, right? Like <laughs> Jerry Depoto is a master at finding uh, minor league guys. There aren't really a ton of guys that fit that bill this year. But uh, what do you think, man? Who who do you think might uh, might just jump out of nowhere and and be pretty good for this team? Well, let's let's see who's eligible for this. Can I pick Jared Kelnick? <laughs> sure. I mean, it, a lot of people have given up on Kelnick already. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But can I? If pick, you want to pick uh, Kelnick, can I pick Kyle Lewis? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I think if I'm allowed to pick him, I'm, I'm probably taking Kyle Lewis. Um, look, mm. it's going to be a minute for for Lewis. Uh, you know, it's I'd be pretty surprised if we saw him before May first. Maybe, you know, there's a shot that maybe he got to appear in a in a spring training game. Um, but my guess is that he's well, I wonder if he's in Tacoma right now, getting ready for their opener tomorrow. Uh, or if he's still with the big league club. 
Uh, it doesn't really matter. They're going to put him on the IL and, or uh, yeah, the IL, send him down uh, on a rehab stint, whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like Lewis is going to get anything in, in uh, you know, any kind of action. Although maybe he starts tomorrow when most of the team, um, you know, most of the, the team will be sitting. Uh, so maybe Lewis plays tomorrow. But either way, I, I think people overlook Lewis a little bit here. Uh, I, I understand the temptation to do that because he's been hurt, you know, and he suffered mm-hmm. a really big injury in the minors. And then last year, same knee. Um, and it caused him to miss what 130 games roughly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. But aside from that, you know, aside from, from he's only missed one chunk of games in his major league career once. Right. So I feel like he's kind of being like unfairly deemed as a, a injury prone player. Um, when, you know, he played all of 20, uh, 20, uh, what was that? 2019. When he made his debut, mm-hmm. he played that entire season without issue. He played yeah. all of 2020. Granted, it was only 60 games, but you know he was fine. So I, I, I just feel like people are, are putting this label of injury prone on him. And I think they're forgetting that he is at least a league average bat. He's a dub, 100 WRC plus guy. I, I think that's, you know, I, I would bank on that. Um, and we'll see where he's at with his knee and, and health-wise. But when he's healthy, he's at least an average center fielder, maybe even a little bit better which the Mariners might not have right now. We'll see how Julio looks, you know, in the big league ballparks, but Lewis still might be your best center fielder. Um, well, mm-hmm. you know, unless you want to count Billy Hamilton. So yeah, I just, I just feel like pe- uh, people are forgetting about Lewis a little bit. I think he's going to come up in May. I think he's going to hit uh, mostly against lefties uh, to start and we'll see if he plays center field, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if we look up at, you know, in September and Kyle Lewis is somehow hitting 270, 340, 450 uh, in uh-huh. some kind of role and playing some pretty good defense uh, out there in center field. Like that would not surprise me at all. I don't sleep on Kyle Lewis. Also wouldn't surprise me if they traded him. <laughs> so uh, we'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, I just feel like people maybe are forgetting that Kyle Lewis is, is a pretty good player uh, that the Mariners are just trying to get healthy right now. Okay. I'm making this pick just for you. Dylan Moore. <laughs> We talked about it last night, man. Yeah, he's been hitting this spring. And I just, I kind of feel like we keep on just overlooking Dylan Moore. And and for good reason. For good reason. Because he is basically. I wonder why. I mean, if this was a 26-man roster under normal circumstances, he would basically be the 26th man on the roster. But. Look. I'd still have have Billy Hamilton, but sure. Clearly, there's there's merit to that. There is obviously merit to that. Um, it's fact, but sure. <laughs> Facts often have merit. Look, if he changes everything about his swing, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but, uh, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. No, we're not. We're not doing that meme. Yeah, we're yeah we're yeah we're not doing that meme on on lockdown Mariners. But jeez, this is falling off the rails. Demo has the potential i i really do believe he has the potential that if he f- big if he gets more aggressive at the plate i think he could be at least an average hitter i do think so i really do but he's gotta be more aggressive no, at the plate get the ball or get the bat off of his shoulders i do believe this i do believe you're this. telling me that you think dylan moore can be a 100 wrc plus guy 
if he actually gets aggressive. Now, if he just like if he if nah. he allows himself to fall O two one two consistently, no, no. I, I I really do think so though. I think he could hit for power. I I he obviously gives you, um, uh, you know, value de- uh, defensively and on the base pass. I mean, before Julio, he was probably your your best base runner in terms of base stealing uh, upside. But um, yeah, you know, before. Much? I mean, eh. I mean, really he's, he, what did he, what did he do last year? Like, didn't he steal like twenty bags last year? With uh, twenty one, yeah, twenty one. He's got five yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, what's who's his competition on this group? Julio, now at this point, and that's it. now. But yeah, yeah, it's not. Mm. You know, it's not great. But I mean, like, I that's mean, pretty if, valuable if, to have. If, that's pretty valuable to if have. You, if you're if you want to pick a guy who's gonna hit, if you want to pick a guy who's gonna hit like a buck eighty. With like twelve home runs. I mean, you're you're you're, you're, still 18 you're, bases. Pretty, you're pretty sure of that. See, I'm I'm trying to be hashtag positive here. You're drinking haterade on the show today. So you know, I'm just I'm I'm look. I Whoa. think that Demo could come out of nowhere. You're not expecting it. No one's expecting it. I'm not even expecting it, right. Like I'm here on this show today, inhaling my copium right now, trying to make this point. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to convince myself that Dylan Moore is going to come out of nowhere and be good for the Seattle Mariners. I kind of don't even believe myself. I don't believe the words that are coming out of my own mouth right now, but I'm, I'm picking them because I just, I have this weird feeling in my gut that he could be an average big league hitter this year. I really do. I, I just, I have this weird feeling. I just, it's, it's this nagging thing that's just uh, been getting to me over the last few days. And uh, I, I can't really? help it. I can't help it. I had to let it out here on somewhere. It was either here or CTZ. It was either here or CTZ. I think this was a good opportunity to do it. I think Demo, uh, you know, playing, I don't know, three times a week, four times a week could. Uh, I, that That is including late game substitutions, Colby. That is including that late game count. substitutions. If he's not swinging a bat, it shouldn't count as a appearance. Mm whatever all right <laughs> so let's let's talk about record look at you look at you look at you i just i mentioned dylan moore's name it's like if i say russell wilson you just you know <laughs> different podcast hi different podcast yeah, yeah 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 all right so what are we feeling on the record where do you think the mariners are going to end up and this is taking everything in, into account the the fact that they have a path to getting better with the you know best farm system in baseball according to baseball america all that good stuff Tell me how they're going to get there as well. Um, well, since we're running out of time here, I'll just say it with obviously Dylan Moore being, you know, the next Josh Donaldson, apparently. That's, a, uh, that's Mariners, exactly what I said. The Mariners are probably mm-hmm. going to win 98 games because of that. Um, yep. Dylan Moore won MVP. I mean, Abraham Toro is is clearly Jose Ramirez. Same thing. Yep. I um, mean, <laughs> according to Savage DePoto on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> hey, Eugenio Suarez probably going to hit 50 home runs and What's going to be crazy about that is, is that like, you know, the Mariners are going to get enough at bats for Toro, Moore, and Suarez for all of them to be like, you know, top fifteen, yeah, Yeah. MVP candidates. It's it's going to be crazy. So, um, I would say that as they're built right now, assuming no injuries, which (laughs) they're going to come, um, they're probably an eighty-four, eighty-five win team. So when you factor in injuries and you factor in improvements they can make both in the organization and from outside the organization. I would say I'm going to predict they're going to go 80, 88, 
I'll go 88 in 74. Uh, yeah, I agree that they're like a mid 80 win team right now, just as currently constructed on paper. Um, I would say probably eight, anywhere from 83 to 85, 86, maybe, uh, if everything, you know, swings in the right direction, but let's be real about it. They're going to get better at some point. They're going to add at some point. So, you know, yeah, you mentioned injuries. If there's a significant injury that happens, say Robbie Ray goes down for an extended period of time or Mitch Hanniger, Ty France, you know, knock, knock on wood, of course, uh, Jesse Winker, et cetera. Right. Like that could derail thing, derail things quite considerably. Uh, but just, you know, hope saying that the, their main guys, their main contributors do stay healthy for most of the season and they add impact during the season, which they're probably going to do one way or another, frankly, you know, considering that they're right on the doorstep to, to compete for a wild card spot, maybe even more. Um, I, this is going to be a 91 win ball club. I think they're going to be slightly better last year in terms of the win total by one game. And I think that's definitely going to get them at least into the wild card conversation, but I could see them. You know, we've talked about this quite a bit here on the last few episodes of lockdown Mariners. I think they're legitimately one, maybe two pieces away from making the Astros nervous, depending on what it is they add. So if they stay relatively healthy and add that piece or add those two pieces that, that I'm talking about here, maybe they win the division. Maybe they win 95 plus games. I don't think it's an impossibility. I, you know, I, I, I'm not banking on it. I, I'm not banking on it whatsoever. And I'm not telling anyone listening to this podcast to, you know that this is going to be a 95 plus win team, but I I I think there is a path to getting there, and part of that is probably Julio Rodriguez being pretty freaking good right away. Mm-hmm. And probably even Kelnick. Yeah, and Kelnick too. Right now, imagine if Kelnick and Rodriguez both pop; they stay relatively healthy. This is the like everything goes right scenario here, mm-hmm. and they add impact. They add another, you know top of the rotation starter they add a legitimate catcher or someone like that this is is it too much to say they could be a hundred win ball club with all those things happening i mean i still think you're a little thin in the rotation um well again if they add another you know rotation piece like a legit one like one that is more or less in line with robbie ray I think so, but again, it's they're kind of in this balancing act where, like, yes, they want to win this year, and obviously if they're competing for a division, they're going to be more aggressive on the trade market. But I also think they're trying not to kind of like, you know, empty their clip, so to speak. That probably just got us demonetized. Uh, they're, they're not going to, like, fire. They're not going to – I don't know how to say that. You gotta, right. they're you not gotta just gonna, stop with those analogies. <laughs> yes, they're not. They're not going to just like tra- empty out the farm system, right? To at right, this right, deadline right, right. to try. They're still going to want to. You know, they're not going to want to trade Kirby, or they're going to try really hard not to trade Mako. Obviously, you know, like if the right deal comes, Harry Ford, em- uh, Emerson, Noel, whatever, pick your guy. Um, they're going to try very hard not to trade those guys because they do really like them. Um, and if the opportunity is there for them to maybe push for a wild card. Um, they're probably going to go do stuff like what the Braves did, where they're going to go get, you know, Eddie Rosario and, and Adam mm-hmm. Duvall or whatever the, the equivalents but, are. But again, uh, like in the scenario where everything goes right, like you got to be very aggressive. Like say the like, ad, like everything goes right. Julio pops, Kelnick pops, like they're all like they're playing at a, a, a to their ceiling or close to that. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hanniger's playing well, France is playing well, whatever. You got to get pretty aggressive on the market there because you are definitely like step for step with the Astros, I would think at that point. And or at least like, you know, just a couple of games back or what have you. Um, imagine if they added like Shane Bieber to the rotation, right? Like, what does that do for him? That's what I'm saying. Like at the at the highest of highs, they stay healthy. Everyone hits their potential. Again, this is not going to happen. But at that point, like, isn't that kind of the ceiling with all the resources that they have at their disposal? I'd be pretty shocked if they ended up over 100 wins uh, or at 100 uh, this year, really even close to 100, like 97, 98. I'd be pretty yeah. surprised if that's what they ended up doing. But uh, <clears throat> is it like possible? Sure. It just like, I mean, we low, didn't low, think low, this low team line. was going to win 90 last year, right? So, yeah, that was our fault. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, I, I'd say absolutely everything goes right. Um, they can maybe push 92, 93. But yeah. if they can win 92, 93 games, then can they also win 98, 99, 100? Sure, because that's the way baseball works. So sure. it's possible. But uh, I, I would not bank on that. <laughs> like, well, and the Mariners aren't either. And I'm not saying you're saying that, but like. No, what I was saying was the ultimate, like, everything goes right scenario. That's what it, that's what to me it would be. Like, I think that's yeah. ultimately like. If everything hits, if they check every single box, again, not going to happen, but if they check every single box, I feel like they're sealing along, you know, because checking every box is not just the players that you have right now on the roster. It's also whatever you could possibly add to that to bolster that roster. Right. I think it's 100 plus wins. I really do. But I think just, you know, factoring in injuries, factoring in that some guys are going to disappoint, there's going to be regression, et cetera. Uh, even if they add, I think they're going to be a 91 win club at the end of the day when they add stuff and, and, and whatever else comes with that. So that's going to do it for our show. Hope you enjoyed all the predictions. Thank you so much for joining us here on locked on Mariners little programming note tomorrow. We have our ALS roundtable with some of our ALS, uh, hosts from uh, Locked On Astros, Locked On Rangers, and Locked On A's podcast. We're going to be posting that here on YouTube and everywhere else that you can listen to us. Um, so that's going to be our show for, for Tuesday, and then we'll be back on Wednesday. Doesn't seem like the Mariners are twi- and Twins are going to be playing on Thursday, so keep an eye on our socials. We'll let you know what's going on with the schedule and, and what we're going to be talking about over the next couple of days uh, with everything. It's going to be kind of a fluid situation. We'll see if they uh, they, they postpone the game couple days ahead and, and we'll kind of know and then we'll uh we'll update you on that but if not it, again it'll, it'll be pretty fluid and we'll just have to communicate with you guys on that front uh but for colby Batnode, i'm tidying gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter and lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez it's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first Listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Lockdown MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcast, just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll, we'll see you tomorrow for the uh, American League West Roundtable with some of our AL West hosts, and then uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. <laughs>